Welcome back to episode 21 of Who Scored Again. I'm your host, Abhin. I am joined by two hosts this time in Sadin and Tushar. Akshay is off on a personal matter. He will be back for the next episode, hopefully. <laughs> uh, I mean, we made him buy a mic, so he better be back. Um, but yeah, you'll notice if you're a long-term listener of the of, of the pod, you'll probably notice that we haven't had any football content for about, I'd say, 10 days at this point, if not a little more. That's because we've been so jaded from all the football that's been going on. So some of us have been doing this consistently since November. And I think it got to a point this weekend when we were doing a watch long where I was like, you know what, I am not, I'm going to take a break from uh, producing more football content and we do the podcast next because uh, with the, with international football being the way it is, Every day, there's a constant change. As a matter of fact, in the game last night, which we're about to discuss, at one point, there were three different teams going, uh, being knocked out of uh, uh, of that of that group. So it was it was pure chaos. But now, finally, the dust has settled. Uh, the groups have been decided. The knockouts will start to roll in this Saturday with uh, Denmark taking on Wales. This is going to be an exciting time. This is the time where all our parents will suddenly become football fans because now there's they have stakes to each game that they're going to end up watching. Uh, and yeah, so what we'll do for this episode is we'll take a look at our group predictions because there are some hilarious predictions in here. Uh, we'll also take a look at the knockout stages, who we think is, uh, is going to go through. And we'll also probably revisit the golden boot slash golden glove awardees, even though we were told much after we recorded this podcast that there's no such thing as a golden glove for the Euros, which is beautiful, in my opinion. Uh, But yeah, that and much more on this episode. It's going to be fun. On with the show. Before we get on with the episode, how is everyone? Have you been keeping safe? Are you having fun? Uh, keeping safe, having fun and not watching football, which is ironic because there was a time last year where I would have given anything to watch football. Around know, this right? time last year, yeah. It just felt like, especially given how uh, those three months between April to June, there was no football. It was really infuriating. Yeah, it was, and and sometimes you like you know you know when people say you you won't you'll miss something only when you don't have it, yeah, or you'll know the value of something only when you missed uh, lost it. I think the, you don't know what you got until it's gone or something. Yeah, something like that. And then yeah. uh, and the, and then on the flip side, it's like too much of something is too bad. And I think right now that's what it is. Yeah, I just feel yeah. like. I, I feel like... And I, football and fatigue, right? Yeah, it's football fatigue. Imagine the players. Man. Yeah, but I think it's also because we've been just talking about it, doing podcasts, doing watch-alongs, reading news, uh, very focused uh, no, because of this. Le- also. And even the watching, just the watching by itself, it's has got too much, right? Yeah. Yeah, man, honestly, not just the watch-alongs, like, even even if you're like when I was watching the United Leeds game, was that the last game? Last but one game of the season, right? That was the penultimate game of the season. No, it was the game before the Liverpool, Liverpool game. game. Mm. Even even that game, honestly, the Leeds game, I was so bored watching it. And it was a United game, and I've never felt that bored watching a United game. Not even under Moisey or Van Hal. Mm, I just, you know, for me, I, I've reached a point where I've stopped watching. I, I, I mean, I'll have the game playing. Like yesterday night, I watched the game uh, and I had a watch-along running in parallel with it. Because the watch-alongs are a lot more fun. Uh, especially given some of the characters that appear on that show. It's uh, so, and, that, and now I've just taken to, like if I'm working out or if I'm just doing anything that requires me to uh, not really be tuned into, like actively thinking into the work I'm doing. I'll just keep like a watch along going on that so that there's some sort of background noise. And that's my, that's as much football as I've 
uh, had in the last one week alone. Uh, the last time, uh, actually, not really, that's not really true considering we did two watch-alongs. One, um, one we did during the, the week. England watch. Uh, no, we did the France one. Yeah, we did the yeah, France, France one. one. Uh, then yeah. uh, we attempted to do the England one as well. Uh, both of you fuckers fell asleep. <laughs> Man, <laughs> and then, you, we can't watch England play seriously. Like, yeah, I, I, I got bored watching the highlights. Think about it. Dude, I think that's what they're going to... If I feel they're going to go far in this tournament because they're just so boring. And once you once uh, they go 1-0 up, the other team has very little chance of getting into the game. But we'll get into it uh, later on in the episode. So what we'll do right now is we'll take a look at some of the group predictions. So, um, But before we do, let's uh, have a look at all the teams that qualified for the knockout rounds. So I'd like to say Italy made it. So did Switzerland. Uh, so did uh, Wales. Switzerland, I think, have also made it uh, as part of the uh, the third team. Belgium and Denmark have made it from Group B. The Netherlands and Austria have made it from Group C. Um, England, Croatia have ma- have made it, and the Czech Republic have made it from Group D. Uh, group E, uh, Poland have been knocked out, so it's Sweden and Spain who have made it. And uh, in Group F, uh, it's France, Portugal, and Germany who have made it. But before we get to it. We must take a look at some beautiful predictions that uh, we had just before everything kicked off. I, as part of Group A, let's start with me. I will try and get roasted first. For some reason or the other, I had great belief in Turkey. I thought Turkey were about to light this tournament up. They were about to be like, they were my dark horse for a brief period of time. And I think I got a little carried away with my after my Chelsea prediction because I had Chelsea to win the Champions League and they ended up winning it. But Turkey, oh wow, what an abysmal performance. I think they had one goal in three games. They lost all three uh, resoundingly uh, and have and finished fourth. Wales were the surprise package and Sid was right with that regard because he had Wales and uh, Switzerland finishing above them. Wales, he had Wales in second and Switzerland in third, if I am not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, and Italy obviously finishing top of the group. Italy were just, I think... If any team is going to win uh, the Euros, I feel Italy are, are the team to beat. I, th- I think they look like the team of the tournament so far. Yeah, they're, they're just blitzing. They're not even like uh, getting out of second gear. They're just blitzing past teams, scoring three at will. I, this, I think the Wales game, they only ended up scoring one. But it looks like a real team. There's, camp, there's a lot of bonding there. The manager uh, is also... Um, Really good looking. <laughs> and, uh, wow. wow. <laughs> We're going to judge the managers on the looks now. Dude, yeah. I, did you see him like giving his post-match interview? He had like his coat jacket uh, on his shoulder and he's holding it like that. And he's and he's like so nonchalantly giving his uh, thoughts on the game. Dude, that guy, that guy has like uh, what, has what, what you call a style, right? He, he oozes it. And like the whole, the whole Italian team is... It seems to be a very classy unit, so and I feel that my that's one of the contributing factors to why they're so good. Yeah, I think I agree with the with the Italy thing and uh, Turkey. Like you said, this was supposed to be Turkey's golden generation, and it was supposed to light up the tournament. They did really well in the qualifiers, but I feel like that team was just chaos. There was no system. There's just a mm-hmm. bunch of people clumped in the middle, and they were just trying to do something. And they got found out by everybody, every single one of their opponents. Very sad to see. I mean, if if this is supposed to be their golden generation, then 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 I don't know. There's no hope for Turkey that in in Euros and World Cup and all it's of good. these big FIFA tournaments. Yeah. I think they were trying to play counter-attacking football with a 35-year-old um, forward who is not Cristiano Ronaldo. So I don't. He that's not really his game, and I don't quite know what they were attempting to do. But it, yeah, as you said, didn't clearly didn't work out. Wales, on the other hand, uh, powered by some incredible performances by Kiefer Moore. Bale, I think, has been quietly good in this tournament. Aaron Ramsey also came to play. And the defense is kind of what's pushed them uh, through the group stages. They they looked they look ordinary, but they also look extremely functional. And I think that's kind of one of the reasons why they're through. Okay, uh, shall we move on to Group B? Yeah. I think Group B was pretty straightforward, but I think there was only one standout incident in Group B. Yeah. 
Belgium feel like um, they're a tale of like it was a movie we call Made in Chelsea because uh, oh my god if we had these guys it'd be amazing right Romelu Lukaku Kevin De Bruyne I mean we did have them but now we don't uh, Hazard uh, Kotwa all of them playing together one team would have been amazing uh but they look so good man right? kevin de bruyne absolutely like bombing left right front center everywhere he can and, and just like belting balls in there's not that, nothing like good like de bruyne game yeah that game against denmark have you, i don't know if you've seen the goals denmark take the lead uh, and i think it's yeah, posen who scores and de bruyne like comes on in the second half and the first goal is is what we oh, on this on this podcast call an ankush goal uh, so, so so yeah so we're all part of a group <laughs> yeah we're all part of a group where there are five of us but sid has never heard from or spoken to the fifth person because he's like a <laughs> he's like a ghost but whenever he does show up he plays a great game of fifa and he always insists insists on sweating his goals or like attempting to walk them in so kind of so when de bruyne sweat. was <laughs> sweat is the only way to score it's the it's the most uh, trouble free way to score and i think exactly and i i th- i like i like my things trouble free <laughs> so yeah but yeah just like so when that happened de bruyne when de bruyne like makes that darting run in lukaku, lukaku finds him and he squares it to a non rushing thorgan hazard who puts it in the back of the net and the the second goal the one that gave them the lead a beautiful play that a beautiful sequence of, of play where there are passes exchanged between the midfield and the attack and ultimately it falls to de bruyne on the edge of the box and he rifles a shot into the bottom corner beautiful move and i feel um that that given where they are they could go to even win the tournament if not italy i think belgium definitely have a very strong chance yeah agree like they also have probably after italy the second most fluid team i mean kevin de bruyne manages to make romelu lukaku look world class lukaku has been that so good them. he's been so yeah good. but it's also because the service he gets right from belgium from all sides the, the amazing service he gets and he just belts them in right he, yeah. he's not doing too much of carrying the ball mm-hmm. and all that they are like hazard both the hazard brothers and mm-hmm. kevin de bruyne is setting it up for him and he's just putting it in Like, no, but I feel. I feel he carries. He he's usually good with the ball at his feet, and when he's running at def- at the defense, uh, Lukaku that is, and trying to play him as a target man. And I think we've alluded to this in previous episodes. Just makes no sense. Uh, and we've also got. And, and I think a large part of his game is shaped by Thierry Henry, who is the assistant coach for Belgium. He makes Lukaku like so. Lukaku never stays central. He'll shift to the left. He'll shift to the right. So when that when that first uh, equalizer against no against Denmark right so um, it's actually Lukaku who makes the run drags the defense to uh, to his side which leaves the space for De Bruyne to run into and then he makes the telling pass that's kind of um, his contribution to whatever's happening on the pitch is is pretty vital to that Belgian squad Yeah yeah I think they all are right it's like who do you mark do I mark Hazard or the other Hazard or KDB or Lukaku like who will you mark like think think about it your defense is going to be so confused you mark one guy the other guy is going to protect the ball and score yeah they're that fluid they they I yeah. feel they they're very very good so in group C uh, I had Netherlands to finish second they ended up finishing first I think Austria Austria is the surprise package in this one because I think all of us unanimously had ukraine either finishing first or second yeah. although ukraine did qualify not that they didn't but austria was a surprise package okay netherlands looked like a pretty solid team if you ask me netherlands I, I, most entertaining team this tournament actually from, every tournament apart from the fact that they were like two goals uh, they gave uh, they blew a two goal lead and then they had to come back and get a, a, a winner from their defender who Incidentally, had never scored for Netherlands before. Dumfries, right? Dude, he had missed yeah. three chances before in that game. He's like, <laughs> he keeps missing chance after chance. Uh, but I think he'll. It'll. He's going to secure a big move for himself 
in uh, yeah yeah this tournament has done a big uh, a lot of wonders like i'm pretty sure even spurs will be looking at him arsenal will be looking at him we'll quickly move on to to group d which uh, which was england scotland croatia and czech republic and the czech republic um i had english finish, england finishing second in this group uh, so did all of us all, did yeah all of all us had all cuz we thought croatia would beat them but so lo and behold uh, raheem sterling's goal was the difference when they played each other in at wembley and uh, i don't and from what i watched in that game croatia didn't really cause england any any problems after uh, england scored so which i think we'll we'll get to as i will to we'll get to this later on in our discussion given where how england are going to progress if they are at all to the next stages but we also need to like I, i'm kind of disappointed with scotland yes i didn't expect them to do much but i expected them to do better it was a little too late they had they scored one goal uh, lost pretty heavily to um, to to the czech republic and to right. croatia as well there was they were really good in the england game which i think was a bit of a grudge match so a lot of english media have been replaying that paul gascoigne goal uh, at wembley on repeat and i think a lot of and then scotland's biggest so that was kind of almost their team talk and they came into that game and they offered england little to no chance so they as a matter of fact they looked the more threatening team on the counter because england had a lot of the ball and whenever scotland got forward they looked a threat but unfortunately didn't materialize into anything and in their final game against croatia they did equalize a wonderful goal by callum mcgregor but two amazing goals from perisic and modric to seal the tie there they Can also think about that modric goal for like a minute oh yeah of course i was just about to talk about it it was a thing of beauty from the outside oh, of his foot wow bends it so beautifully to the corner of the net wow we wow i mean there's very 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 few players who can probably do that in in world football at this time and i think he may he is just one of those few players he was uh, i i 35 like yeah that's what his technical skill is unmatchable like he's the youngest and the oldest goal scorer for croatia wow that's a, that's a stat <laughs> yeah that's how long he's been playing for them just think about it it's he's still going dude at 35 that must require a lot of commitment to keep your body in 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 he hasn't in fighting shape. he hasn't ready he hasn't ready he's still one of the best uh, midfielders in world football right now yeah i don't agree think- and he, his game doesn't rely on pace it's more about control and accuracy and and vision passing and and, and being at the right place at the right time yeah positioning yeah, like, is, is a huge aspect yeah. of luka modric's game and i think he dovetails with tony cruz very well at real madrid even though both of them are now reaching the latter stages of their careers um but i think he might possibly be one of the better midfielders to have come out in the of the last 10 years even at spurs he was so good but nobody really gave him that credit i think chelsea tried to sign him he was i i, I think he was on Roman Abramovich's yacht, and then Daniel Levy said, yeah, uh, "said no, that's not happening. No, we're, we're not, not selling. Yeah, we're not selling, especially to no, Chelsea. He's Club. never selling to Chelsea. He's never selling to Chelsea. And for a and they and Chelsea were buying him at a higher price. So he uh, Levy yeah. took the hit to sell him to Madrid because he said I'm he, not he took a twenty million hit to yeah. sell him to Madrid <laughs> rather than to sell him to a London club. Like it's amazing." which i Hello? think looking back at it was a master decision yeah for modric yeah i think it was a great decision yeah yeah because i think that that madrid team is possibly one of the great teams will be mentioned as one of the great teams uh, to have to be behind um, the three of ronaldo benzema and bale at one stage in your career uh, along with tony cruz and casemiro either side of you can be i mean it's What a, what a, what a team like that front six itself is quite scary and we haven't even looked at the uh, at the back line but yeah uh, getting back to this uh, the Czech Republic scored poss- uh, Patrick Schick who plays for Bayer Leverkusen i know this because i've been playing football manager and he scored against me in the champions league <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> i was like oh patrick schick plays for leverkusen and he also he kind of looks like uh, evil kai havertz 
and that's kind of an achievement by itself. We just think about it. And Kai Havertz also was playing at Leverkusen, so they had like uh, this this evil twin situation unfolding there. What a goal! Both goals uh, were were great. I think he's on three goals. He was the tournament's uh, leading goal scorer until Ronaldo said, "I will have all the penalties. Give them all penalties to me." Um, I'm still wondering what Bruno's thinking. <laughs> Bruno is not thinking anything because he's just like, I am not. How? What can I say to the boss man? It's like uh, uh, no, the only thing Bruno think. can. Yeah, but the only thing Bruno can tell him is, "Apna time aayega." I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, probably when Ronaldo retires at fifty or something, he'll get a chance. Like. <laughs> Bruno has the scores uh, problem. Bruno, Bruno is just waiting for August. He's just waiting for August. All the but, but you know are... one thing uh, I I realized like you know how prolific Bruno is for United and yeah. yet for Portugal he disappears like he's yeah, not what? the big guy there. So I'll tell you what I'll tell you what, I honestly I I watched only one Portugal game. I watched the Hungary game. He was played out of position for 80 out of the 90 minutes. He was he was played pathetically out of position. They literally played him as some sort of a false nine center forward thing. They, the no, moment they play, brought the moment they brought on, the wing. on, no, no, they didn't go back and watch the Hungary game. Mm-hmm. Watch it carefully. Okay. okay, the moment they brought on Andre Gomez, no, who Andre Silva? Who is their forward? Silva. Silva. Hmm. The moment they brought on Silva, took out Bernardo. They took out Bernardo Silva, I think. They brought yeah. on Andre Silva, hmm. and they played Bruno where he typically plays for United. Huh. Okay, on But, the but right. But it's cha- not. Yeah. On that right channel, the moment he came onto the. Honestly, watch the game. Just watch those last twelve to fifteen minutes, or watch it from seventy-five minutes onwards. Okay. You will mm-hmm. see the two sides of Bruno, where he's played out of position and where he's played in position. The moment I, he's played in po- position, he he puts that cutting pass uh, to whoever assisted the goal. I don't remember who assisted the goal. Mm-hmm. I I know the left back scored the goal for them. I, I forgot who assisted it. But it uh, was his telling pass that literally sliced the defense. The guy had an open, uh, open lane to cro- uh, to cross it. He crossed it, and the left back uh, uh, sort of uh, deflected. I mean, it hit the defender's leg and went into the goal. But whatever, just go back and watch the game. Those 10-15 minutes will clearly show you why Bruno is sort of invisible in the, in, uh, in with Portugal. Because I mean, it, it's it's not just that, right? I feel like. Um... As hilarious as as it is to say, like in United, Pogba and Fred's service is to is to uh, Bruno. So, but here the service is not to him; it's to a lot of other people as well. So that's why he's not the most important guy on the pitch. Secondly, yeah. he looks burnt out, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm like so he looks sad. as burnt out as as Kane, who Kane looks even worse than he did in his last Premier League game. I don't know how he looks even worse, but yeah, Bruno. uh he looks burnt out as hell and it's like he can't run or something or he, he doesn't want to he's, he's just tired and the yeah, second thing exhaustion. is like i think it's yeah, exhaustion with him it's absolute exhaustion and it's like pass to ronaldo is the other thing right a pass he, to pass to the other day, in man united he is the talisman but not in portugal obviously ronaldo is the yeah, talisman no, no, no. so everything has to run through ronaldo in united everything has to run through him So obviously oh. there's going to be that much of a difference, right? So I think considering yeah, we're discussing, I'm saying he's like invisible, right? Like almost not negligible contribution, almost. So mm. that that that's what I'm just surprised about. Yeah, and I think uh, okay, considering we're anyway discussing Portugal, let's let's shift this conversation to Group F. Um, can, so Portugal, I think the Hungary game, they were they looked pretty toothless until they made that tactical switch and brought Bruno into. the center of the uh, of the midfield yeah. and then that switched the game around uh, but he played centrally or he played as part of a midfield three against germany and he was nowhere to be seen like they they ended up substituting him because he was that bad and i didn't watch the game so i can't really say yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. mourinho hi- highlighted this uh, cuz he's with working talk sport at the moment so 
he said i just hope bruno shows up for the remaining games because he has not shown up so far uh he needs because he says obviously he was concerned about the center backs and i think ruben diaz for the first time in his life has to defend actual chances that are coming his way uh and did you see how sloppy he was yeah he was so and i expected that to be the case i think the same can be said of kyle walker because kyle walker was atrocious against croatia and you can sense that the system essentially hides a lot of their flaws uh but it's I, the team is is that guardiola press it's that guardiola possession football that yeah. doesn't allow the defenders to be exposed mm, so yeah and uh, if if you watch that portugal germany game yeah where uh, they got found out almost like 3-0 i think germany won no and uh, oh, no no they won 4-2 4-2 4-2 sorry 4-2 we watched four the game together <laughs> yeah 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 sorry i i confused it with some other game yeah but you can clearly see like uh, they uh, so the problem is when your wing back goes front your your cb has a choice to whether go and shut down the player that's coming in uh, on the left uh, flank or he stays back and says you come to me now portugal chose that you come to me approach and they got found out like crazy like timo werner kept bombing that left flank and just putting it putting balls in left right and center and no, was it uh, portugal was guy it, it was uh, I, don't, i don't think werner started that game uh, i think it was gnabry no no it Sorry, was uh, Gnab- not oh, even no, werner was in that game or oh, was it rosens i think it was rosens yeah gosens or gesens i don't know how you pronounce his name but what happened Robin Gosens I think so so what happened in that game was it was basically Robin Gosens against so Nelson Semedo kept coming into midfield to cover the center back because Kai Havertz kept making runs and which left uh, that the space behind him completely open for Gosens to make those runs so the ball would come from Cruz from the left to the right and Gosens would um get in and then he would either slide it across the box or he would find someone uh, he switch it to the other end of the box and the ball would ping out eventually find its way into the net portugal didn't fix it i think until late in the second half they just didn't fix the problem which is um which is like you know the definition of insanity right doing something even though you know it's completely wrong and yeah. even though portugal took the lead in that game because as much as germany were attacking um portugal caught them on the counter which I mean which was totally undeserved but Portugal didn't look very good either and uh, the Germans took complete advantage of it because it's 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 very similar to the Bayern system it's almost like Bayern light uh where they switch it from where Kimmich switches it uh, switches play from left from right to left and they continue to swap it around and we saw the France and Germany game right uh in that game I don't think France were very good I think France uh were benefited by the lack of a german striker who would have caused them actual problems um and i think in the and i don't think portugal at least at the back have the kind of quality to keep a team like germany out which was ultimately their undoing and yeah that's why the score is 4-2 and they did get a goal back but at one point it was 4-1 and could have been 5-6-7 the way things were going and Uh, unfortunately yeah. in this game portugal scored four goals germany scored two goals but <laughs> germany still won the game yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was hilarious because i think there were two own goals in there there was yeah. uh, ruben diaz and there was uh, rafa rafael guerrero guerrero yeah so him so i think at least one of those goals should have been like attributed to the german guy because that was unfair like i was going in anyway but yeah the other one was hilarious like the defender literally just kicked it like with full speed full force like pure panic stations <laughs> and yeah uh, i mean but that, that was a problem right so many balls were coming in defenders didn't know what to do so they just they just like scrambling around like headless pickers i mean oh, by the way we didn't even like talk about group e spain and um, sweden have made it through And Sweden, dude, <laughs> defensively so sound. Don't talk to me about Sweden and defense. <laughs> <laughs> Lindelof is going to win Player of the Tournament. <laughs> Fuck you, Lindelof, <laughs> dude. 
if he wins player of the tournament no i'm telling you how oh god i want to stop watching the euros we'll find you somewhere on the winter manor bridge going why why is this a thing <laughs> how is this possible fucking <laughs> <in> hell <laughs> but yeah uh, i think so I, portugal and germany have both made it through france dude france look really ordinary i'm not going to lie they have one tactic give it to mbappe and he will either give when you a penalty or which wasn't a penalty yesterday yeah it wasn't but he'll either like and dude can we talk about so i mean considering what happened in that game yesterday the i think one of the best saves i've ever seen from uh, especially given how how and where the ball was hit from so paul bogba maybe a little outside the box takes a shot and when he and the ball is perfect it's going top corner it's it's destined and there's a whole line of portuguese players uh, in front of uh, the goalkeeper so seeing it early is next to impossible but the save he pulls off is immense and then he gets up to make another save off of griezmann and that's basically what keeps portugal in the game and kind of ensures their qualification because i think at this time hungary uh, germany had equalized and hungary had taken the lead again and hungary did a very interesting job of exposing the germans weaknesses they pushed them they nullified the threat out wide and forced them to play a narrow and it worked it worked really really well and i think that could ultimately be the germans undoing as well i feel they're not very good they're not the team that they once were and i don't quite think they're going to go far in the tournament but you know what i feel like france and germany are those teams that can shit house their way to a final like they absolutely can they have the 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 strength and the players and the bench strength to do it to get to the final just by shit housing 1-0 or finding a way through yeah i think that's i i don't think the best team that's going to win the final is a team that's scoring 3 or 4 everyone i mean the argument to be made against italy suppose let's play devil's advocate here Italy were in a really stupid group right they were they were in a group with Wales um Turkey and um and Switzerland and none of those three teams are really good internationally maybe they have one player who can make a difference on their day but uh, yeah so i i feel when they i think Italy play Ukraine right in the in the knockouts yeah i think so i think it's like considering we've all gone through the groups and we've now know who's made it through the knockout rounds and we begin with the round of 16 and we have Wales and Denmark to kick us off so guys i'd i'd love predictions on this game i'd love thoughts i'd love to know who you think uh, possibly the wales, the wales, for, wales for me wales for me i just think they, they have a little bit more of of first of all of a big game experience and second of all i just think they're a little a little better side on mm-hmm. paper as well and i think uh, in the tournament as well so far i think they've been the better team so I, i'm I'm picking Wales. Yeah, I think Wales as well. They they they've come into form slowly over the tournament and I think they'll win this one. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. I'm actually thinking of going Denmark because I feel they're a more cohesive football team. I just feel Wales rely too much on the individual brilliance of two of their star men. Okay, fine, could be. It's perfectly understandable. But I just feel Denmark have the quality to nullify those threats and and progress. I think Denmark are going through for me personally. Um but but yeah, let's look at the game that immediately follows Italy versus Austria and I would not be surprised if Austria were knocked out of this game because Italy just look too uh I mean they look too oiled a machine to have any sort of issues against an Austrian side that is fairly lacking in quality. I I I have to agree. I think this is a pretty straightforward game. Uh anybody who chooses otherwise is either dumb or really br- brilliant. So I I I'd be interesting to see uh how this like how that game unfolds. I mean I mean it could be no I, I don't think there's a shock in that game. I don't think that is. There's a there's it's impossible for that to be a shock in that game. I think I think we should move to the next game which which i think could pose a bit of a problem for the netherlands yeah i feel the republic uh, they look so. good the czech republic have looked really good i'm not saying the netherlands haven't but i just think that speaking of upsets i think this game 
has, there could be an upset rather than the game before. Like Italy, Austria, I don't think there could be an upset. This one, there could be one. I can see that. I feel there's defensively they can be caught at. They're playing a five-three-two, um, but if they let the Czech Republic have the ball and counter attack, I I think the Netherlands go through here. I don't think the Netherlands stumbled at this stage, but I feel they stumble at the next one. I think this is the one that gets them through. I think yeah, I think game, Netherlands go through as well. Yeah, next game I think is one of the. Yeah, this is a this good ones. Basically, pick your battles at this point. Who is, who are you going to get Belgium in Belgium versus Portugal? I think I think Portugal for me. I don't know. I just I have too much of love for Ronaldo. So uh, I still don't know why I picked Bloody Harry Kane for my golden throw. <laughs> never, never never bet against Ronaldo. I never did. In fact, even in the 2016 Euros, I had Portugal winning it all. So. Uh-huh. Uh, I just think I I know Belgium are well oiled and all, but I I don't know for some reason Ronaldo is probably going to get like two penalties and score both of them, and they're going to go through. Yeah, isn't aren't Vertonghen and Alderweireld there uh, in their backline? So I, that, that could be the reason why Belgium don't make it out of here. But but I mean I'm 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 curious to listen listen to what Dodds has to say. Yeah, I actually think Belgium will go through just because. Their attacking is they'll just score more goals than the Latin. Just somehow. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I don't know. Like again, Portugal is a good team overall, but it's still heavily dependent on pass the ball to Ronaldo or maybe a little bit, little bit to the other people, but mostly mm-hmm. pass the ball to Ronaldo. Well, Belgium's strategy is pass the ball to anybody. They'll take it and score. <laughs> I, so that I'll, just that, uh, I think we're doing a watch along for that game, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, I'll mention the two that we're doing when we run through all yeah. of them, but that definitely is one of them. Yeah, and then the next game, I think, but no, wait, again, a good one. But wait, I think I should talk about very quickly as to why uh, I think Belgium are going to win that game. Dude. I, I genuinely feel Belgium are going to win that game because, um, very okay, very quickly. They're just too good a team, and I just look at the the Portuguese backline, and I see Pepe, and I see Diego Dalo, and I see I don't even know who their left back is. I just feel, given how even a remotely functional team such as Germ- the Germans currently are, cause them so much problems. I think with Kevin De Bruyne distributing uh, to either flank. I, that's just a world of problems awaiting Portugal in in that game. If they get through, I think they could possibly win the tournament because that will be the best boost that they could end up getting. But I feel Belgium have too much in the tank to uh, to let that slip away from them. But yeah, let's get on to the next game. And I think uh, I think I know where you were going with this. There is an upset in this game waiting to happen. Yeah, that's 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 why I thought this, that's an interesting one. The next one. I just feel with with Morata, it's in Spain, uh, up front. It's uh, with Spain. It's just <laughs> I, I I feel Croatia going through here. Uh, same, I think Croatia going through. But honestly, I, I I'm sure we've all followed football from around the same time ish. Yeah, more maybe or less. I a little more than the because of of my age. Uh, but have you seen a weaker Spain side than this in any major tournament? Never, never. 2002, they weren't really good, right? 2000, 2002, they weren't the best Spain team. I mean, in the they world. still had a really good team then. They had Raul, they had Raul Albiol, they had Guti, they had Hierro. Guti was not uh, 2002. Guti was in 2006. He was there in 2002 also. Guti? Yeah. No, Guti was was a child then. But he was there in the team. And they had that Marcos Senna in 2002. Hmm. They had... Uh, I mean, that was a pretty pretty good team. I'm not saying... It wasn't a trash team like the Spain team that's there now. Like, I can barely recognize half of them. Yeah, I don't... The only reason I know Pau Torres is because I watched that miserable Europa Cup game for two hours. Hmm. <laughs> But I, part of it is really yeah, great, I but like, <laughs> and I was like, hey, this guy. <laughs> 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 
but uh, like but no seriously like they don't have any big names they don't have any great goal scorers their midfield is uh, anonymous because i barely recognize anybody like i mean i know their names but by recognize i mean like when you think of spain you think of xavi iniesta and busquets i know busquets went off with covid and all of that but still like there has to be something i, I just think this is a of the two teams on paper i think croatia are the stronger side and it will seem to be like an upset but the upset would actually be if spain beat croatia they did win 5-0 the other day though so this i mean they it's fine i mean, uh, they beat slovakia slovakia right yeah <laughs> slovakia i mean come on west slovakia west croatia i mean i don't know like you're you're comparing apples and 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 i get, i mean something else some random food it's just <laughs> apples in eastern european apples <laughs> <laughs> but no seriously like i really think the the i really think if spain win that would be the the upset not croatia winning because i think croatia win this in a canter mm. i actually think maybe maybe spain somehow win this uh-huh. <laughs> even though they're a trash team Uh-huh. Um, I think they they play better system or they know the setup against Croatia. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see. That's an like, interesting game. Like like as well. I mean, like like we every team they set up well. Players. Yeah, what I'm saying is against every team they set up very well. Like they've changed shape or formation to set up against each and every team. And it's more like it's it's kind of like a Chelsea problem where like. Morata just doesn't score enough. He Spain could have won each of those games 3-0 or like three goals, four goals. They the last one they won 5-0 I think, right? Slovakia, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just because they keep missing, not because they're bad funnily enough. Uh, it's not the best Spain team, but I still think they could they could beat Croatia. Mm. I mean, I think the Croats are going through, but I can see a case if they don't start Morata, I their their chances increase exponentially in my opinion i just felt the the man's confidence is on the floor just get him out of the out of the limelight for a while cuz he had a penalty yesterday he missed that too come on it's, yeah it's, it's no, not I mean, yeah I, they they need to take him out of the firing line obviously for for a while just like let him cuz anything happens the the spanish media el chiringuito tv are going to uh, you know roast him yeah properly just get him get him out Would of the lineup watch that game together like if they lift the lockdown to 6 yeah i don't i don't know what next 9:30 yeah, kickoff yeah i don't know what yeah it's a 9:30 kickoff so we could watch it together i don't know what the restrictions are next week okay anyway the next game <laughs> is uh the uh battle of the alps france versus so switzerland who is who is going to come out on top there i think it's just I mean, unanimously I france, france i have france winning the entire thing so shame on you switzerland like you said it's like It's like pass it to Mbappe and see what happens. That's that's pretty much their uh, tactic for this year. They look really bad, dude. They just yeah. I mean, for a team that is that loaded, they look pathetic on the pitch. And I and I and dude, it'd be hilarious if like Shakiri pulls off an upset. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that will be the upsets of all upsets. Yeah, really hilarious. Like, He's been playing Shakiri. well, though, Shakiri. Like last yeah. few games, been damn good, Shakiri. You know, good. Jaka has also played well. Like Jaka yeah. playing well is similar to Lindelof playing well. Basically, dude, everyone's playing well. It's quite sad. Even Pogba is playing well. Fucking useless. But never mind. Like I'm not just want to get into it. You know who's not playing well? Jadon Sancho, because he's not playing at all. Let's talk about England. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about England. We can talk about we can yeah. talk about Sancho playing playing against uh, the team where he plays his club football. Yeah, hopefully that's for very long. Uh, First of I, all, like Gareth Southgate must be playing some 4D chess in his head to not be playing Jadon Sancho. I don't know, like. Everyone's like he's going to be sold for hundred million, hundred and twenty million, and then Gareth Southgate is like, "Nah, don't wait." Like, I'm not understanding what is going on behind. He uh, apparently is on. Like, what is the argument? Did you all read anything on the Atlantic? Yeah, Atlantic, I, I did. Or? I did. So Southgate's reasoning is he he's had a good season, but this is his first tournament at interna- international level, so he's not ready for it. 
and and then he played saka <laughs> against the czech republic <laughs> even oh my god dude like even this is chilwell's first tournament this is saka's first tournament this is reese james first tournament <laughs> reese james uh one more player debuted no for england mason mount uh their uh, center back tyron mings conor cody uh mings cody Wow, what the fuck is he saying? Like, I don't think Gareth knows what he's doing. So, in 2015, England, the under-21 Euros, had a pretty stacked squad. And Harry Kane was part of that squad. And England got knocked out of that tournament and Harry Kane ended the tournament on zero goals. Managers of... The manager of the under-21 English team at the time, Gareth Southgate. So either Southgate is if England <laughs> if England lose not to Germany or uh, I'm pretty sure it will boil down to Southgate's team uh, selection nothing else. It's not I think because Germany played better. It's not because England don't have the team. None of that shit. It will come down to his team selection. He selects the proper team. England have enough firepower to win that game. You know what? I don't even think he needs to select fire like. Big firepower. What he has to do is do what he's been doing because I I didn't watch the second half of the Czech Republic game. The first half they were all guns blazing attacking, and in the second half it was almost like a practice session for the knockouts game because they knew they were going to face someone big. For a hot minute yesterday, uh, when we're recording this the day before, the day after the groups concluded, England were facing Hungary for about six minutes because when Hungary were leading uh, and the game between portugal and france was tied it was going to be hungary and that was the one team surprisingly i did not want because it had major iceland vibes if you know what i mean 2016 when england yeah. got knocked out to iceland it felt like a game they should have won uh, but i look at the german team and i and i look at the english team and they can beat them and they can beat them the way they are currently playing which is with maybe two to three holding midfielders and pace up front because i assume southgate is going into a back three for this tournament for this game or a back five basically which is going to have um mings maguire looked really good when he came back so maguire definitely is starting maguire mings and cody with he is definitely going to play kyle walker so kyle walker and Ben Chilwell on the left a midfield three of Henderson Phillips and Rice is definitely coming and you're going to see Rashford and Sterling supporting Kane uh, on either side because one of you just but the named 12 players I named 12 no 5 3 oh sorry yeah i missed one so i think it's going to be one i assume Rice and Sterling yeah Kane and Sterling and Rashford is going to come on in the second half so what i think is going to happen at this point they're going to try and soak up because let's let's be honest if england go and try to play football against against germany they are going to get thulped they have attempted this see, see currently england are not getting goals out of their system right they're depending highly on like one or two moments of brilliance and if those one or two moments of brilliance don't come then you have england scotland milan that's it No, it's not I, like the systems allowing them to go out and score goals welcome to life as a united fan no but inter- generally what i feel is going to work in their favor is the germans play a pretty high line there and with raheem sterling being the only way only one scoring goals what i think is going to happen is kane is going to revert to his tottenham style role where he drops into midfield and feeds either the winger or the full back making the run on either side and so that sterling has to be on top of his game he has yeah, yeah. to yeah and i think sterling is has looked good for most parts after that he was atrocious in the croatia game but he's looked he good he was atrocious in, in the first half of the croatia game mm-hmm. in the second half he sort of redeemed himself i i just feel the only way to beat germany is through playing counter attacking football used to push them is to negate them out wide and then um and then uh, like funnel them down the middle and then do the, do your thing hungary did it almost did it to perfection they just don't have a good team to get them over the line i think england have the resources 
to do that. So I don't don't expect to see Grealish on this game, even though there is an option where he comes on and he draws so many fouls in that second and half. I think at at this point, picking the England team is a lottery. I don't think Grealish is starting. I'll be very honest with you. But I think he's. Trust me, it's there. There's probably going to be some surprise that's lined up for for uh, Tuesday uh, Tuesday night. I'm. I don't know. I, I don't know. Southgate is that kind of surprise kind of guy. He's very like predictable sort of. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, but yeah, yeah, predictions uh, on this game. I just I feel England win this. I think I, I think England win this too. I think they Yeah, won. I also feel they just just about win this. They just about 1-0 it or something like that. It's I think they have enough firepower in even if say for example it's nil-nil and they need to bring on I think they have the better subs on the bench as well to bring on and 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 try to go on and try, uh, try and win the game. So I think England just a little bit more stacked than Germany and I think that's that's going to be the telling difference between the two sides. Given the history's fixture, the only thing is, yeah, only thing is, if England go to penalties, then I don't trust them. Yeah, I don't. If, if they take it to pens, it's over. But given the history's fixture, and I think it's being played at Wembley, right, with fifty percent capacity. Yeah. So, yeah, I just feel there's. It's I mean, they're hostile for sure. Yeah, it's just I feel. England are going to win this game, and I and I don't think it's going to be a pretty game to watch. I feel Germany do most of the attacking, yeah. um, but I think it's going to be a very boring game, like very boring game. It's not going to live up to that big big game hype. Yeah, I just I just kind of feel that England very will. Few big games live up to the hype. If there was a game to show up in uh, Harry Kane, this is the time, bro. This is <laughs> Harry Kane six is, goals. Harry Kane six goals. Just so that, <laughs> just so that me and Sid can go for dinner for free. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we'll get to it. We'll look at the last game and then get to our golden boot predictions. Uh, Sweden and Ukraine. I don't know where this is going, but I think Sweden defensively look a lot better than the Ukraine. <laughs> uh, I just feel. Oh, Sweden... let's stop saying that. But yeah, I think I, I, uh, Sweden look defensively better. <laughs> They have a mug playing for them. Lindelof is going to win the Euros, bro. Just like, get with it. <laughs> anyway, I think yeah, I think Sweden go through. I just think they have, uh, they have. Uh, I don't know. I just think they have the better team on paper as well as the tournament experience. They've been to a quarterfinals before, so. I think Ukraine have the best striker in the tournament, but unfortunately for them, he's the manager, so he can't play. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, so as, as as long as he could have played, I would have predicted. <laughs> Sweden, dude, Sweden, all the way. This because Lindelof rhymes with Johan Kroff. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my fucking god! I can't believe you just compared your Kroff to Lindelof. What does football come to? <laughs> Uh, anyway, okay. Uh, do you, okay uh, so now, now that we got the predictions, do you want to like go through like what would be the rest of the bracket? Yeah, I think uh, France obviously go through and France end up playing Croatia, Croatia. Uh, a yeah. repeat of the World Cup final. I think I think France beat them and France okay. go, go, to the, go to the semis. So I, I think Belgium beat Port- Portugal and then Italy beat Austria, but uh, they meet each other in the quarters and I think Italy are the better team and they will meet France in the semi-final. Italy beat France in the semi-final. I think Italy go all the way to the finals. In terms of between the games between Sweden and Ukraine, I think Sweden go through and they will play England. And I feel that's where Lindelof's magic will come to and then England will go to the semis. And I feel the Netherlands beat the Czech Republic and... Oh man, I did say... Denmark are going to beat Wales, but I have not a sneaky suspicion we're going to see an English-Wales semi-final. But okay, I'm going to stick with my, my prediction. I think uh, Denmark go to the... I, I think Denmark beat, Net, beat the Netherlands. And because just the Netherlands are about to fall somewhere. They're either going to fall to England or they're going to fall to the, to the Danes. And I think the Danes beat them. And the Danes have pedigree in this competition. Let's not forget they won it as well in 92. So... Um, 
and I feel it's going to be an England Italy final, and that's where England will lose to Italy. Uh, mine is uh, France Croatia quarter. Okay. Uh, which France win? Uh, and we on on the second on the second bracket we have Portugal Italy, uh, which I think Italy win. And then France versus Italy, I think France win and go through. Okay. And the low low bracket, Sweden, England. Mm-hmm. I think again, I think we're going to have a repeat of the uh, World Cup quarterfinals where England beat Sweden. Mm-hmm. And I had Netherlands and Wales going through. Uh, I think Netherlands win that game. I think Wales uh, might just. I mean, Netherlands are just that much better than Wales. I think Wales run out of team when they face the Netherlands and I think that sets up a good semi-final England versus Netherlands I just think I just for whatever reason I think Netherlands have that big game mentality I think they win that game and it'll be a France versus Netherlands final which I think France will I don't think the Netherlands mm-hmm. are making the final because I think in terms of who's had the worst English Premier League record Frank de Boer somehow is worse than Gareth Southgate because at least Gareth Southgate won games against Mourinho and the lot. Frank de Boer had eight losses in the Premier League without scoring a single goal. I I think France England final. You do the mental gymnastics of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, uh, I just don't think England. It's pretty much the same as said by the except you switch out one or two. Right? Mm. Yeah, you just switch out the uh, semi-finals, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So one of us, I mean, we all three of us have, except Sid, because he has the Netherlands. The two of us have England in the semi-finals, in the finals rather. The we finals, all we, yeah. we all have them in the semis at least. Yeah. Where about? Which I are. think I, I think they should. I think a bare minimum is semi-finals for England. Uh, excellent with the English team. He was let into the bubble and he did a two-hour concert for the English team. <laughs> oh, now so, they're losing. Oh, they're losing. <laughs> hey, listen. If if England win, Bin, you're getting uh, Phil Foden's haircut. Who? If England win the tournament. I can't get Phil Foden's haircut. My hair doesn't sit that way, unfortunately. It's you, fine for a day. Yeah. For a day. You go blonde and you get his haircut. I can't go blonde, dude. I'll already lose, <laughs> lose so much hair. But anyway, I'll, we'll think of a forfeit. But what, I just wanted to say, like, I think if England win that the next game, Abin has to... Thing I am in love with the shape of you. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, because they they might be the correct shape of formation. So why <laughs> be the apt? So. Anything for my A team. The <laughs> uh, uh At least this I think this episode is going to be called "Thinking Out Loud" for England's chances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, listen, let's just uh, do the golden boot and the golden glove. Yeah. Okay. So before, I mean, before we quickly wrap this up, uh, let's, a quick note on our golden boot and golden glove predictions. Currently, golden glove, I am leading because Jordan Pickford has not conceded one fucking goal this entire Euros. Three clean sheets. In terms of golden uh, boot, I have Lukaku sitting a goal behind Harry Kane, if I am... No, oh, Harry Kane. Ah, Harry Kane. <laughs> a goal behind Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, who unfortunately has been getting loads of pens, but yay, good for you, Ronnie. And these boys, the boys who picked Kane to be the top goal scorer of the tournament, are sitting with a big fat duck. You know what the worst part of this? The worst part of this, we all have to buy Akshay some fucking lunch or dinner, whatever it was. Which is good. It's going to be a veg. <laughs> 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 that's the only oh, right, the three of us are always standing and he's the only Western. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Akshay is going to win. Oh, man, that's quite unfortunate. Okay, that's the episode. Oh, we will see you next week. Take care. We're doing two watch-alongs for the watch for the, the knockout stages, Belgium, Portugal, and England, Germany. One of them, if all lockdown restrictions are lifted, will be in person with the three of us. So yeah, join us. It'll be fun. And before we go, and before we all say bye, I have just one message to the English team. If you are through on goal and there is someone who is in a better place than you to score, fucking square it. Good night.